I'm Mario Munoz, reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. According to Texas Secretary of State Ruth Ruggiero Hughes, implementation of planned border crossing projects will result in more money and jobs for the economies of Texas and the United States. The successful implementation of all 174 projects that are directly associated with border crossings would add an estimated $33.5 billion in GDP, 1.5 million jobs, and $20.6 billion in labor income annually to the U.S. and Mexican economies by the year 2050. Secretary of State Hughes recently spoke during a meeting of the Rio Grande Valley Metropolitan Planning Organization. I am uh, the Texas Secretary of State. My name is Ruth Ruggiero Hughes, and I'm so glad to be able to join you all this morning for this meeting and to have this opportunity to speak to the RGB MPO. Um, It's wonderful to get to physically be in the same space with so many of you, and I think it's been quite a while in particular. It's impressive to see so many mayors gathered together, so thank you for having me. And really the main purpose of my visit is to, to listen to your thoughts and concerns about the main issues affecting the RGB area. But I appreciate the opportunity to also briefly share with you some updates about the work of the Border Trade Advisory Committee, or BTAC as we call it. Um, and that's work that we do, of course, working with TxDOT and with our BTAC Advisory Committee, um, some members of which are here, you know, Andrew, for example, making sure that the RGB um, is always represented at our meetings and that the um, importance of your priorities are always brought to light um, as we discuss our border regions. And, um, of course, this year, on March 25th, uh, TxDOT approved the Border Infrastructure Master Plan, which I'm happy to say that even in the midst of a pandemic, we were committed to staying on target on getting it done by the end of 2020. And um, thanks to the commitment of the members, while we switched to WebEx, the work continued. Um, And it also had some silver lining of uh, allowing us to include many of our counterparts in Mexico in our WebEx meetings going forward and hearing from them directly on what their priorities were. So now that we have this plan in place, it's going to improve infrastructure that's going to help Texas and the region continue to foster economic growth. So we're very excited about that. And I do want to thank you all for having me here today. As I mentioned, Andrew Cannon, um, Mayor Hernandez, Judge Trevino, thank you um, for having me here and for having so many uh, county and local officials present in this meeting. Thanks to all of you for your participation and your continued commitment to the public in this area. And I also want to recognize your efforts to reorganize the region's individual MPO into one. In spite of the many logistical challenges, your work has really helped to create an entity that represents the collective infrastructure and interest of the region. And so it's really able to address issues and challenges from a more comprehensive regional perspective. And I really commend you for that. I know it's been almost three years since the merger occurred and all of this time you've worked to represent the interest of the MPO's region as one so that it could be more competitive and seeking um, funding and opportunities for infrastructure projects as a group. I think it's important that um, we highlight that crucial work, um, as I mentioned earlier, that Andrew Cannon has done in serving as a liaison between the MPO here and BTAC. As chair of BTAC, it's my hope that this collaboration continues and is strengthened well into the future. And as he mentioned, this is my first trip 
uh, officially for work outside of Austin since the pandemic started last year, which I myself can't believe, but I'm so grateful that it's to the RGV. Uh, yesterday I had the opportunity to visit with various regional business and community leaders who shared their thoughts and perspectives about the main issues of concerns in the Valley as well as the opportunities that we should be keeping top of mind. And I also had the opportunity to participate in a dialogue with Carlos Garcia who is the Secretary of Economic Development of the State of Tamaulipas where we discussed various issues of interest to our respective communities and highlighted the value of our state-to-state -state relationship and the equally important, if not more, value of our shared border area. And following the meeting, I'm excited that today I'll be heading to the FAR International Bridge um, to tour it and be briefed on the opportunities it presents for economic growth as well as the challenges. So I hope this visit is the first of many that will lead to further collaboration between the RGV MPO and BTAC. For those of you who aren't familiar with BTAC, the committee serves as a forum for the exchange of communication between TxDOT, the Texas Legislature, and committee members representing border trade interest. BTAC members are recognized leaders from the Texas border region, and among our current membership are mayors of border cities, representatives of every MPO in the border area, directors of border crossings, and several representatives of the private sector and cross-border commerce-related trade associations. Um, and of course, Sergio Contreras is here with us today, and Andrew, who I've now mentioned so many times, and he did not pay me to do so, um, are two of our most active BTAC members. Uh, BTAC members, TxDOT, and border stakeholders have completed a border master plan that was submitted and approved, as I mentioned, to the TxDOT Commission during their last meeting in March. And it identifies and highlights the infrastructure priorities and projects. Um, it's specific to existing infrastructure projects, so not new ones, but the ones that were already in the pipeline, if you will. We kind of looked at focusing on how to best prioritize those infrastructure projects and then also looking at what is the funding that's necessary for those improvements that are going to help support the state's economic vitality and global competitiveness for decades to come. The RGV region has played a key role in the development of the Border Master Plan, and the 10 BTAC members from the area have really done a stellar job representing um, the interest of your five ports of entry, located, of course, in Brownsville, Hidalgo, Progreso, uh, Rio Grande City, and Roma, as well as those of the 13 border crossings distributed among those five ports. By far, this area shares more border crossings with Mexico than any other along the Texas-Mexico border, and all of those crossings, of course, are shared with our friends in Tamaulipas. The total number of projects listed in the Border Master Plan is 661, with an estimated cost of $37 billion. The RGV region has 226 projects included in this plan, with an estimated cost of $13 billion, or 35% of the total border-wide projects are represented in this plan specific to this region. 208 projects are located on the Texas side of the border with an estimated cost of $11.7 billion and 18 projects are on the Mexican or Tamaulipas side of the border with an estimated cost of $1.3 billion. A majority of these projects are as of now still unfunded. But now that the plan has been approved, BTAC is gonna concentrate its work on exploring the possibilities for implementation of these projects. 
As conversations on the issues of funding um, and implementation move along, we plan to stay in, in contact and in real uh, constant communication with groups like the RGV MPO so that we're able to develop a collaborative strategy to pursue potential implementation. Success in these projects is going to translate into greater economic opportunity for the border region and for Texas. For example, the successful implementation of all 174 projects that are directly associated with border crossings would add an estimated $33.5 billion in GDP, 1.5 million jobs, and $20.6 billion in labor income annually to the U.S. and Mexican economies by the year 2050. These benefits would come as a result of simply improving infrastructure and processes at crossings and ensuring the more efficient flow of commerce as suggested in the plan. So we're very excited about the story we have to tell and the data and the information that's available in the plan that really shows that while there, it's a, you know, it's a price tag is what it is to get it done, um, it's a much higher price tag to do it later or to wait and really the return on investment is well worth the cost. And so we're very excited to start to work as a group on how we can pursue implementation. On the other hand, as I was mentioning, if these priorities are not addressed, VTAC members express grave concern over the potential negative economic impact that will affect not only the border communities, but the entire state. As an example, one of the main concerns identified is the increasing border cross waiting times. If these wait times are not addressed accordingly, they're going to have a devastating effect on the flow of goods at the border and will be of particular detriment to supply chains, such as those in the manufacturing industry, and thus impact our economic sectors, hindering commerce and affecting businesses in Texas and across our nation. In 2019 alone, $68.3 million in economic productivity losses were caused by border delays. Or to put it another way, $210 of loss with each passing minute and a GDP loss of more than $5,000 per minute. So as you can see, these losses are only going to worsen if we don't address these challenges. And speaking of challenges, 2020 was no doubt an unprecedented year and BTAC was no stranger to the unique challenges that COVID-19 presented to cross-border trade. Challenges that led to mutually agreed upon travel restrictions between the United States and Mexico. These restrictions, of course, impacted traffic as well as supplier operations. But thankfully, due to the strong relationship we have between Texas and our Mexican partners and the resilience and experience of border stakeholders, we were able to successfully navigate those difficult times. And although we understand that there are some restrictions still in place um, on the non-essential cross-border traffic, and it's something that everyone is committed to addressing as soon as possible, um, we are working with our counterparts to ensure that allowed traffic continues to flow efficiently. Such, such unprecedented situations are a reminder that not all cross-border challenges involve infrastructure needs and projects. Problems at border crossings can also involve uh, challenges to operational efficiencies. This plan, crafted with the guidance of VTAC members and experienced stakeholders, offers recommendations to improve operational efficiency by identifying possibilities for bilateral coordination between agencies and other stakeholders across the border. 
Our shared border with Mexico is an invaluable economic asset which benefits the entire state. The border between Texas and Mexico encompasses 1,254 miles, as many of you know, making it the longest international border in the continental United States. Of these, 230 of those miles are shared between the RGV and Tamaulipas. In addition, our points of entry and our border crossings can be considered strategic national assets that sustain trade between our two countries. 28 of the 49 vehicular border crossings along the U.S.-Mexico border are located in Texas, and 13 of those are located right here in RGV. These vehicular crossings are part of our state's multimodal transportation system at the Texas-Mexico border and are essential for the efficient flow of people and goods across our countries. These systems, coupled with economic opportunities such as NAFTA and now the USMCA, have created a positive regional economic environment that benefits all of North America. Trade through the Texas-Mexico border directly supports over 7 million jobs in both countries, and the border generates more than $350 billion in GDP annually as of 2019. In 2019, in the RGV area alone, the movement of goods generated $40 billion in economic impact and supported 180,000 jobs in the U.S. and 1.5 million jobs in Mexico. With the passage and the gradual implementation of USMCA, we can expect that cross-border trade is going to continue to steadily grow. And of course, since July 1st, when it was implemented, um, we're beginning to see you know, the impacts of USMCA as we start to prepare for um, the, the opening of borders even more so. We start coming out of the pandemic and really seeing the benefits of USMCA. It's going to rely on an efficient border to move even larger volumes of trade in the future. If Texas makes the commitment to adopt the recommended improvements in existing infrastructure and operational efficiencies as noted in the plan, then our state's multimodal transportation systems will be able to keep pace with the continuing growth of the trade and commercial relationships between Texas and Mexico, which in turn will continue to benefit all of North America and the region. It's my hope that as we move forward with the respective discussions of our organizations, that we remain in close communication through the members that we have in common. Our improved collaborative efforts will allow us greater opportunity for the success of our shared goals of improving the RGVs and Texas's border infrastructure network. And I know infrastructure is not the only issue in the area in which we can work together. Following my remarks, I hope you'll share with me um, some of the main issues, challenges, and opportunities that you may have about the area so that um, you are so effectively representing it. And it's great to have this opportunity to hear from you directly in terms of you know, what it is you want to make sure that we know in Austin, if you will, um, although we know the value of this community. And so that's why I'm, I'm here, but it's also why we're constantly in communication with your stakeholders here. I know the judge and others mentioned they'd be heading to Austin. And you are very well represented um, at our Capitol, and I really commend you for having your voices heard and for the advocacy that you all uh, play so that the, the needs of this region are constantly represented. Um, and I know that um, 
you know, in my capacity as the border affairs liaison for the governor, I look forward to hearing more about um, ways that we can further assist RGV and communicate uh, your message to the governor's office. So in closing, I want to thank you for allowing me the time to provide these remarks. I look forward to the conversation on our collaborative efforts to highlight how the Lone Star State is working to help forge an even brighter future for all on both sides of the border. Secretary of State Hughes spoke to the Rio Grande Valley Metropolitan Planning Organization at the FAR Event Center on April 28th. Also at that meeting, Star County was officially welcomed as a member of the Rio Grande Valley MPO. Steve Taylor has filed a print article about that meeting of the RGV MPO. The Rio Grande Valley MPO administers all federal funds for urban transportation improvements in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.